This is a bit strange. It's a Tuesday night and we're recording the podcast. Yes. Uh, I don't know if we sound any different. We shouldn't, except we're well fed and it's almost time for bed and I have had a glass of wine, but I think that'll be okay. That will help, probably. You never know. (laughs) So, tonight we're going to talk about two very different apartment blocks, one of which is a surprising award winner. Mm Mm-hmm. And the other one, which is surprising in a totally different way. And we're going to talk about surveys, just Mm. generally about surveys and how much you can believe them, I think. is. I think five out of ten people believe in surveys, don't they? Yes, and nine out of ten statistics are made up, (laughs) including that one. (laughs) So that will give us plenty to get us through the next 20-odd minutes. I'm Jimmy Thompson. I write the flat chat column for the Australian Financial Review. And I'm Sue Williams, and I write about property for Domain. And this is the Flat Chat Wrap. So you come across the story. It was in the Sydney Morning Herald this morning about a surprising award-winning apartment block. It's an absolutely fabulous building. It's it does, out in, yeah. yeah. It's out in Western Sydney. And I think a lot of people look at it and think, wow, you know, it looks pretty cool, really. Yeah. And it's yeah. actually Housing Commission. And isn't that fantastic that wow. Housing Commission tenants can get good apartments? Yes. The same as the people who can Well, there's no reason why it. they shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the new apartment building is only cost about twenty eight million, which isn't very much for. An How apartment many apartments building, really. are in it? If it costs us, it's only two apartments. That's quite a lot. <laughs> it's uh, it's got fifty two one and two bedroom apartments. So, right, um, about eighty people live there at the moment. So that's how much did it cost? Twenty eight million. So fifty two apartments. That's about five hundred and sixty thousand dollars per apartment. Oh, okay, yeah, it's not bad, is it? Really, it's not bad. Uh, I mean, given, I mean, Warwick Farm, where the apartment building is, yep. it, it isn't a very expensive area. But, um, but you, you know, know you, the building looks nice and it's been built to last. That's the point. You know, it's mm. not this thing of, oh, it's only housing commission people are going to live here. Let's just put up any old tat mm. um, and they can deal with the consequences. This is, uh, it looks like a decent building, nice big windows. And I don't know what the outlook's like, but it certainly looks like a, a, a nice building. So what, what's the award that it won? Yeah, it won this year's Premier's Prize for Architecture. Right. And the building was developed by the New South Wales Land and Housing Corporation, constructed by Hutchinson Builders, were designed by fabulous architects Turner. Right. Now, really why, where do I know them from? Oh, gosh, they've done lots of really fabulous Did things. Did they do those interesting buildings up in Newcastle? Is that one Is that one of theirs? Anyway, so they've done really well. They've got this award from the Premier, and it's a Housing Commission thing, and people are looking at it enviously. And, mm. it, and one of the things they're saying is, because the constant thing we're hearing at the moment is nimbyism. You know, people are saying, oh, don't build apartment blocks in our suburbs um, because they're horrible and ugly. Well, this is neither of those things. Yeah, because there's... Not only the NIMBYism as well, there's um, the other one, the, the other acronym that they say as well, and not over there either. Not over there either. Yes. <laughs> note. A note. Oh, right. Yeah. A note. Yeah. Yeah. A, a note. Yeah, okay. So this is, oh, this is a new one. So people are saying, yeah, you can't build in my backyard or in their backyard because right. I can still see it. It's got to be a long, long way away. Um, but then there was that big survey, wasn't there, um, about how lots of people want 
us to build more apartments because they realised there's a housing crisis. Yes. And so it was a surprising number of people were saying yes. I think it was seven out of ten but, were uh, talking about yeah. <laughs> surveys. surveys. <laughs> I, uh, I was talking to a developer a while ago and he was saying that he loves building low-rise apartment blocks in established areas um, where there are lots of families because he said these families, like, you you know, you got your traditional 2.4 kids or in some families they have more children and they get settled in the area and then the kids grow up and they want to live near their family. Mm. But they can't because there's not enough houses because yeah. you've got to multiply the number of houses by 2.4. So what do you do? You build a little low-rise apartment block and that accommodates all the people who have grown up in the area. So mm. it the builds community literally builds communities. Mm. I think it's terrific. Yeah. But I think that um that housing commission block looks great. I just we used to live opposite a housing commission block uh in King's Cross. Mm. It's built right above the King's Cross station. Mm. And people used to get quite uh, sniffy about or snippy about that because it had fabulous views down to uh, the opera house and yeah. the and the harbour bridge. But I do notice um, if anybody's listening, a few of these lock key things on the railings outside. Mm. So some of these people in there are renting their apartments on Airbnb, it looks like to me. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, the people there maybe are less likely to be people who are doing it commercially. They're more likely to be people who are a bit hard up. And it's interesting. That, no, I mean, there's so, lots of, so, come on. No, no, come wait, on. wait. wait let, me, let me finish. There's lots of people at the moment who are going out and, and getting second jobs, like as delivery jobs and mm -hmm. stuff, because they can't afford to live on one wage. Right. And it may well be that these people are just trying to earn a little bit of extra money. They might be bunking with no, the neighbour no, for a while. No, come on, come no. on. Yeah, they're, they're putting the keys. They're putting the keys on the railing outside the building. They're not there. They're living somewhere else, and they're paying minimal rent in a housing commission flat, and they're renting it out in Airbnb. Well, come on. I mean, you know, they might go and stay with a parent. Or I don't they care where stay they stay. They can stay in the moon for all I care. They should not. You should not be putting housing commission flats on Airbnb. Hmm. If if they're making that kind of money, they should be out there with the rest of us trying to find somewhere to live. No. Well, they're, well, they're, stopping, they're bit... stopping genuine bona fide families who need all the help they can get. Well, they probably keep, they're need keeping all the help the, the, they can get as no, well. No, they don't. They're on, they're, they've got all the money they're making from their, their yeah, Airbnb it's probably flats. Only a little, it's only it's probably peanuts, You have really. no idea. You well, neither no do you, idea. They, They're renting a flat above the station with uh, views of of the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House. I think they're probably doing okay and getting the rents, I think, don't you think? Well, I think they're probably doing it tough, the same as everybody else, really. They're not doing and it I tough think, enough. I think they're, my book. And I think they're entitled to try I would and earn have them a little bit out of extra there. money. I would have them out of there ridiculous. In, in seconds if it was up to me. I'm just going to go around now. I'm going to, as soon as we're finished here, I'm going to go around and put super glue in their locks. Oh, you don't dare. Because they deserve it. Rubbish. Um, okay, when we come back, if we come back, uh, we're going to talk about a completely different idea of how to live in apartments. That's after this. How would you feel? If you could just drive into your car park and instead of leaving it down below, 
the car actually came up in the lift with you and parked beside the apartment. Well, that would be a reminder to clean the car occasionally, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So there's a new building planned for Brisbane called the Spire. Mm. Oh, is it called the Spire? No, it's the Spire Group, S-P-Y-R-E. There, uh, it's called Murray House. So that's, well, you would pronounce it Murray, but it's M-O-R-A-Y, like the Firth in the northeast of Scotland, or Eels. Um, Yeah. So uh, Murray House is is featuring sky garages. And I was looking at the the images, and we'll have one on the, the website. Uh, we'll have a few on the website. Um, and thinking, well, how can you get – everybody can't have a, a sky garage next to their apartment because, you know, the, there's six floors, and but it's only got six apartments. Mm-hmm. So one a floor. Each floor has its own apartment, and each apartment has its own gym. And on the other side of the gym, there's a glass wall, so that you can admire your vehicle or remind mm. yourself to wash it um, while you're working out. Yeah, there is a building in Melbourne like that too. Is there? And it seems to be incredibly popular because the people. I mean, they're really, really expensive. Yeah, you would obviously think. if you've got a. A room you're devoting to your car. It's pretty incredible. Right. But um, these people have really flashy cars. Well, in the, the one in the illustration is a yellow Lamborghini or something like <gasps> that. Just like the one that Jean Nassif Jean Nassif gave his wife. Maybe it's oh the same car. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe she's sold it. Um, yeah, it's the car. The car is a yellow sports car sitting there in its uh, glass compartment. They do have, because people who can afford that kind of apartment, which takes up the whole floor of a building, which has the car parked next to the apartment. Um, they also have parking underground mm. for their other two cars. Okay. <laughs> but really, I mean, would you like to live in your apartment and look at your car? I mean, uh, it's pretty awful, isn't I, it, really? I quite like our car. Well, yeah, I, don't know, I, don't I like it too. I don't need to see it. I don't want to sit and look I, at it. Yeah, well, you know, if you had a yellow Lamborghini, maybe you would. Um, you'd be, and at least you don't have to worry about people down down below in the car park, dinging it with their horrible old Fords and Holdens (laughs) and Toyotas and things. So here we go. According to the blurb, each apartment can be individually curated for the new owners with custom components that allow their homes to truly classify as, quote, one of one, unquote, one of one. I don't know. What what is this, what are these weird language that these people use? I think they've run it through chat, chat GPT. <laughs> these include a lap pool in your apartment, mm. your sky garage, wellness room, and a personalized gym. That's wow. in your apartment. A wellness room, presumably that's so you can have massages. Yeah, Maybe or something like that. A bit of meditation. Somewhere or something. to hide your cocaine. Um, the interiors include the highest finishes of Chambord stone, in a complex grain, European oak herringbone flooring, you'd hate that, and bespoke timber joinery. The chef-grade kitchens feature Wolf appliances, an integrated Lieber fridge, and V-Zug dishwasher. These are How all... much? How much? The sale, Residence 4... <laughs> So funny. Residence 4 sold for $9 million to a couple who were relocating to Brisbane from Sydney's eastern suburbs. So these Mm. are people who are downsizing to a $9 million (laughs) apartment. It's the equivalent of nearly $35,000 per square meter. 
Wow. Yeah. Gosh. They've um, probably got views as well, have they? Well, yeah, they do over the river. The river is... Mm. It's, there's, there's, it's their harbour. It's framed in their windows. Oh. It's just not It's not just there. It's framed in the windows. Yeah. It's interesting when you think, what's going to be the next big thing in apartment living? What's the next luxury that they could ever come up I'll with? I'll tell you what the next big thing in this building is. They've just sold the penthouse. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. The Spire developers have sold uh, an apartment in Toowong, Ark, the Ark building. Is Toowong in Melbourne? Nah. Somewhere, two Wong. You know, two Wongs don't make a right. Um, and they sold the penthouse for thirteen point six mm. million dollars. Mm-hmm. I have to say, in Sydney prices, thirteen point six for a luxury penthouse is quite cheap. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So the residences range in size from three hundred twenty-four square meters to the eight hundred square meter penthouse. But, Jimmy, what is going to be the next luxury thing? I mean, I think we've all talked about security, um, yeah. where, where it just kind of reads your the iris of your eye so you mm. don't have to carry keys mm. around and stuff. Yeah. And you can have a gym, you can have a pool in your apartment. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You kind of think there's been so many problems with people's bathrooms with membranes. Yeah, with I think. Pools, jeez. <laughs> you know, poor people underneath. You yeah. kind of hope it's going to be done all right. But what else could people have in apartments? I don't know. Um, I mean. They've had cinemas, they've had music rooms. Gardens, rooftop gardens. I chickens, think- bees. Chickens and bees on yeah. the roof, yeah, but not in the apartment. No, not in the. I think that I think the, uh, I get the feeling that everybody who wants extra stuff has probably got the options to go and find them, but it's the stuff that they've got that is more expensive. It's all those mm. um, appliances that we can't even pronounce the names of, mm. and yeah. the herringbone oak floor. Oh, you- and butler ki- butler's kitchens and things like that. Pantries and stuff like butler's that. Butler's pantries, yeah. Somebody was making – there was a very caustic article in the Sydney Morning Herald the other day. Somebody was writing about being on a train and, you know, the other passengers. One of them was described as somebody on their way to their parents' house to fill up their, their bags with food from the butler's pantry. And I thought <laughs> – <laughs> so we bit I don't know what the ist is when you're looking down your nose at people for being too rich. Yeah. But um yeah, it was a bit nasty and cynical. Um when we come back we're gonna talk about the dangers of surveys and how much of them can you believe. That's after this. <laughs> So I was reading the other day in a news story about apartments that there's a new survey coming out. I'm not going to say who from because I don't think they should get any publicity about how the number of people complaining about defects in their apartments has gone up from 53% to 63% or something like that. And it made me think these surveys are just such a cheap and easy way to promote a product. You know, you basically, you go out and you want to promote a new chocolate bar and you say to people, do you like dark chocolate or do you like milk chocolate? And you come out of the survey and you say, surprise, surprise, 45% of people like dark chocolate or surprise, surprise, 45% of people would spit dark chocolate out if they accidentally ate it. And, And we as consumers, we read this and we go, oh, that's interesting. So somebody comes out with a survey that says X number of people in apartments 
are complaining about defects more than used to or less than used to. And you think, oh, that's terrible, all these extra defects. But you can't believe them. That old saying that there's lies, damned lies, and statistics, it's nowhere more true, than I think, than in the whole business of apartment buildings and, you know, the world in which we live. And it takes me back to way back in the early days of flat chat. The University of New South Wales, and these are people that I like and trust and believe, needed to do a survey on how many people had defects in their apartments. And they just weren't getting... These were back in the days where people just didn't talk about... Because mm, they didn't want the defect they didn't, in their buildings. Yeah, they didn't. So, you know, don't talk about it, don't mention the war, all that stuff. And they were getting having real trouble getting a response. So they came to us and said, can we ask your readers? Uh, can we just send a mail out? And so they came back with something like 65% of people that they'd surveyed said they had problems in their buildings. Mm. Right. And I don't dispute their figures, but as I pointed out to them, the reason those people come to Flat Chat in the first place is because they've got problems. Mm. And some of those problems are going to be defects. And some of those problems, a lot of the problems are going to be problems with their neighbors. And some, some of them are going to be both. And I did say to them at the time, you know, this is a kind of skewed survey that you've got here. Mm. It can't, you can't trust it too much, but they basically shrugged and said, look, it's the best we can do. And we've extrapolated the figures and it's, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But for years, that same figure kept coming up and kept coming up and kept coming up. And it made, gave me a little pang of guilt every time I saw it. Mm. Since then, of course, the whole business of talking about apartments has opened up and they can, and they have the means to do much broader and more authentic surveys. And hey, I guess it's, it turns out that the figures weren't that far off. Yeah, which is. Yeah. yeah, just as well, yeah. But I would just say to anybody, the next time you see somebody saying you know, that they've done a survey and X number of people more are complaining about this than used to, mm. you've got to ask yourself, who are they surveying? Yeah. How many people have they asked? And are these people who have contacted them in the first place because they've got problems? Because that's going to skew the figures. Mm. I mean, I get phone calls all the time asking me to take part in surveys, and I usually say no because I've usually got too much on. Yeah, and um, and because I'm so nasty and mean. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess if they said I want to do a survey about whether Kit Kat is better or worse than Crunches, right. I would do it because I feel really strongly that Crunches are the king of chocolate bars. Crunchy bars, absolutely. What they call violet crumble here. Well, they have crunches and violet crumble. I know. They're both – I can't tell the difference, really. Well, that's – But anyway, anyway, anyway but okay. with other, other subjects, I'm not interested, so I but can't But things say like no. chocolate, like – Oh, absolutely. Do you – what do you think of green tea Kit Kat? Oh, I'm yeah. a bit of a classicist, really. Aren't yeah. I? Yeah, I'm not You're, so You even have trouble with dark chocolate Kit Kat. <laughs> and I, to be honest, I don't like Kit Kat very much either. I don't like wafer. I like biscuit. Oh, that's true. Yes. I remember that now. Yeah. Anyway, so yes. So surveys, if the next time you see a survey where it says X number of people more than the last time we did a survey think this, mm. ask yourself how many people did they ask and where were those people from? Mm. It's a bit like going into a pub and saying, 
how many people here drink beer? And if 75% of the people say they drink beer, you cannot extrapolate that out and say 75% of the population are mm. beer drinkers. Mm. Yeah? yeah, which m- many people do. They do. It's very lazy. Mm. And you do have to wonder about people who trot out these statistics. Mm. I think seven out of 10 people who trot out these statistics should not be trusted. <laughs> you kind of made that joke earlier. Yeah. All right. Obviously, it's getting late and we we need to stop. Either that or I need to have another glass of wine. Thank you, Sue. You've had a long day writing your next book, finishing your next book. Mm, nearly finished. Two chapters to go. Can you tell anybody what it's about? Um. Yeah, it's about spies. Ooh. And, uh, and Russians. Russians. And, and people on the run. Because I'm, I'm, I'm leading up to a joke here. Oh, are you? Because I've got a book coming out next week. Ask me what it's about. What's it about? It's about spies and Russians <laughs> and people on the run. <laughs> I guess it is, but very, very different, different books. Yours very is different. a novel. Yeah. And it looks fantastic to and me. And yours will sell by the truckload. So that's another. Well, it's non-fiction. So yeah, it's non It's very, very different. Yeah. So we'd uh, better get back to work then. So yours is called Mole Creek, is that right? Mole, Mole Creek. What did I say? Mo, Mo, Mo. Cre- you said the English. you went back Mo to you were Cre- back in B- Basildon for a minute there. It's called Mo Creek. <laughs> anyway, well, hopefully it does okay. I think you're launching. It I next hope so week, too. You? Yeah, you're yeah. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to be very unhappy if it doesn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. next week the the book goes on sale on August the first. It's uh, called Mole Creek. It's being launched by James Valentine. Mm-hmm. Ah, and who's it by, Jimmy? By somebody called James Dunbar. Oh, and who's he? He is my alter ego. It's actually my first two names. So Okay. Yeah. So you're James Dunbar Thompson, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I think it was because you decided to go under James Dunbar because... Everybody thinks I'm... Mr. People call Stratter. me Jimmy Flatchat. Jimmy Flatchat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have put that name Jimmy on Jimmy Fatchat. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, enough of that. I'm not sitting here putting up with your insults at this time of night. Thank you, Sue, for all your contributions apart from that last one. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Flat Chat Rap podcast. You'll find links to the stories and other references on our website, flatchat.com.au. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Flat Chat Rap with a W, click on subscribe, and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying. Thanks again. Talk to you again next week.